What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Welcome to tonight's episode of the Frisco Report with my co-host, Mike, from Cowboys Corner. What's going on, Mike? What's going on, Joe? Yeah, man, so we got a lot to go into. Um, I broke down some of the camp updates earlier today, and today we're going to actually break down the actual my camp projection that I, that I did earlier in the season. We're going to break down the projection. We're going to see where some of these camp battles are at and who, who I have projected as as clinching a roster spot all right so this is this is going to be fun uh but without further ado let's get straight into this guys uh once we get through this we'll take some qu- uh, comments and questions along the way appreciate everybody is joining us live in the chat box everybody that's watching live here appreciate all you guys make sure you hit like on this video as you enter so f- first one right off the bat okay who do I have clinching a roster spot here? And this this really shouldn't be a surprise, right? But we're gonna go ahead and discuss it because this is pretty. This is a pretty recent transaction. But we're going with Everson Griffin. All right, we've had we have him as a projected winner. I have him starting opposite of Demarcus Lawrence. You know, obviously we do have Alden Smith. He will be in the mix, but I do have Everson Griffin as a projected winner starter making this roster without a doubt opposite of the Marcus Lawrence, Mike. So what's your thoughts here on the addition of Everson Griffin? And do you have him pegged as your starting defensive end opposite of the Marcus Lawrence? Absolutely. I do Joe. And uh, that's my projected winner. I think that's the Frisco reports projected winner right there. The guy plays with the high motor, uh, you know, he, he had to wait a long time to get signed uh, to a team, and it's happened to be a team his dad and his uncle loved, Everson, Everson Walls, Everson Griffin. That's how he got the name. And uh, I think he's where he wants to be at the tail end of his career. And uh, I, I think he has a lot left in the tank. And uh, so far during this training camp, he, the, the motor is high. There's still gas in that tank for Everson Griffin. Yeah, very productive. I think he had like eight sacks last uh, season, Pro Bowls under his belt. Still has plenty of gas in the tank. This was a, the ultimate still, you know. Uh, when he was available, they were talking about him or Jadavian Clowney. What was his number going to be? And we got him on a base of three. You know, it can go up to $6 million. So what a deal. What a deal. So he's definitely making this roster projected winner opposite of, you know, the Marcus Lawrence. So that, that's going to be something there to watch, something to keep an eye on. I, I love that rotation. It's going to be a great one. The other, um, the other position here that I think has locked up a starting position and a roster spot is going to be one of the guys that, that's been getting a lot of praise here, thankfully. And that, of course, is our boy, Tristan Hill. Okay. What a turnaround. This has been a 180, Mike. So I have him as a projected winner. Obviously, he's making this roster. So I have that one-two punch there, making the team, making it as a starter. He's going to be, you know, basically they, they've said that he's going to take over, you know, that spot that uh, Gerald McCoy left. So Mike, Tristan Hill right there, making the team, making some noise here on the roster. What's your take on Tristan Hill right now? You know, th- this is what the NFL is about right now. If if Tristan Hill 
who I got the pleasure of speaking with last year at training camp. Very humble guy. Um, he really uh, was trying to learn under Rod, but coaches and players, they have to gel together. Rod Marinelli's coaching style was is a lot different than, let's say, a Jim Tom Sula, right? And Tristan Hill coming into his second year. We, we've been talking about right here on the Fresco Report. You don't want this guy, number 72, to be a bust because he was a second-round pick. He was our first pick just a couple of years ago. And and Jim Tom Sula, if he can really turn Tristan Hill on with, with that explosive def defensive line that we're projected to have anyway, right, then – this right here, it, this is what the NFL is about. If he can really turn it around, he didn't get much snaps under Jason Garrett's uh, coaching staff. And uh, if, if, if he could turn this thing around, which he's projected winner, he's doing great things at this training camp. It's really good things. And this is why I love the National Football League. Sometimes you got to believe in the underdog. Yeah, yeah, it, it's been a great story so far. The one thing I, I have been telling our viewers is, that you got to carry this on through the season. You know, we, we always have to be careful about the camp all-stars, the guys that show out in camp and disappear during the season. Happens every year. Let's hope Tristan Hill is not that. And he carries that success into the regular season. If that's the case, man, we're in really good shape. You know, we talked about the, the middle of this defense being soft the last couple of seasons for quite a while now. It seems like ever since we went to the 4-3, it seems like, you know, they've had uh, Henry Melton come in here. We've had, uh, you know, all, all, sides, all sorts of players have come in here, and it's been soft, so soft. And now, you know, we're seeing some possible light at the end of the tunnel, Mike. Yeah, and, 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 it's, and it's great things because who's right behind him? Neville Gallimore, right? So yeah. that, that, you're going to have two young high motors playing at that position. It, it, it's going to be exciting to see. Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a look at my pre-camp uh, defensive line projection, Mike. Let's, let's take a look at this and really break this down and see where we're at right now uh, on the defensive line across the board. All right. So this was my pre-camp breakdown. All right. Lawrence Crawford, Armstrong, Alden Smith, Joe Jackson, Bradley Anai, Navelle Gallimore, Don Terry Poe, Gerald McCoy, and Tristan Hill. You know, so this was pre-camp. Gerald McCoy is, has been waived, so he's no longer in the mix, Mike. So um, looking at this list right here, are they going to have a 10th defensive lineman, or do you think they go nine? Because they haven't filled that McCoy uh, defensive tackle spot yet. So what, what's your thoughts there on that? Are they going to go nine or ten? They're going to go nine, right? Because Tristan Hill is stepping up, and you still got uh, Gallimore right there. But the linebacker core right now, they're they're playing at a high level too. And uh, Francis Bernard from I think what is he from Florida? He he's turning on the Jets. You know, he he took every opportunity, whether it was virtual meetings and on the field play, and you just got to make room for Francis Bernard. And uh, when you do that, you're even going with 10 defensive linemen or nine defensive linemen, you can load up with that linebacker position. It's going to help so much on this defense because Sean Lee is not durable. How's Leighton Vander Esch's neck going to hold up? Jalen Smith, you know, God forbid there's an injury there. 
So you want to protect yourself with that linebacker position. I would go nine and get Francis Bernard on that football team. Yeah. So, again, this is the pre-camp look right here. This isn't the, you know, what we're going to – obviously, Everson's not on here and McCoy is on here. So that's what we're looking at here, guys. So Gerald McCoy, you can probably plug him in and, and fill that spot with uh, Everson Griffin, okay? My question for you, Mike, is how well do you feel about Joe Jackson and Dorrance Armstrong? Are they still making the team? Any any question marks there with those two guys, Joe Jackson or Dorrance Armstrong? You, you know, it's funny you say that because I haven't heard a lot of things come out of camp. Um, I really haven't heard a Armstrong or a Joe Jackson at all during this whole camp. And I don't know if it's because the big spotlight – C.D. Lamb's bringing in the big plays. Francis Bernard is making over there and, 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 and Tavon Diggs. So Trayvon Diggs, excuse me. So I don't know um, what's going on with those guys, but right now it's quiet for them. So there could be question marks. So that's a great, that's a great point. Yeah, so there, there hasn't been. There's been zero buzz uh, from Joe Jackson or Dorrance Armstrong. So I wonder, have they really fallen down that uh, – that depth chart, you know, and it is pretty deep now. You have Demarcus Lawrence, and you do have Alden Smith, Everson Griffin. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I almost feel Dorrance Armstrong is he going to be your default backup to Demarcus Lawrence? And it almost feels like that's where they're at. Uh, or Bradley and I, he's also in that mix as well. So we'll keep an eye on that. You know that last year they carried ten defensive linemen. You know, a mix of defensive ends and. Defensive tackles, we'll see, we'll see what they do there, all right? Yeah. Let's take a look at the next position here. <clears throat> and I have another projected winner to clinch a roster spot, Mike, and that's going to be this boy right here, this bad boy, <laughs> all right? And this is, uh, you know, Francis <laughs> Bernard. We just talked yeah. about him. So out of Utah, played there with uh, Bradley and I, obviously, undrafted free agent but has a knack for the football you know he he had some interceptions there at utah he's always in the right place at the right time not the fastest but he's a big hitter very violent player along with a nine these are violent players uh even lakey folk too i mean that that utah defense in 2019 and, and and a couple years solid very stout against the run and they would get after the quarterback and we've got two of those guys on our team so mike and Francis Bernard, I have him as a projected winner as far as making this roster, okay? And honestly, I have him taking the position, uh, Justin March's spot. And that's where I think he's going to take over. What's your thoughts on Francis Bernard here, Mike? Well, my, my thoughts can go on for this whole show about Francis Bernard. But to just sum it up, Joe, this guy's making plays, right? And uh, I just talked about the depth of this linebacker core, you know, and, you know, Sean Lee on the back end. This could be his last year. Vander Esch's neck, can it hold up? Which, you know, he laid out Tony Pollard today at training camp. And, you know, Leighton Vander Esch, he, he has more uh, free will to hit gaps and holes instead of being back in coverage. So that's really going to help him too. But Francis <laughs> Bernard, he could potentially work his way into be a starter and probably bench Sean Lee. Seriously, because that's how great this guy's playing and limited opportunities too, Joe. 
Yeah, he's looking good, man. Looking very, very good. I think he's uh, somebody that uh, you could lean on. You know, if you get a little bit thin there with injuries, especially with Sean Lee, you know, uh, Joe Thomas will probably fill that position, but uh, you still need depth behind these guys. So, Franz Bernard, uh, a great candidate to make this team. I have him as a projected winner roster spot. All right. Let's take a look at uh, my camp 2020 depth chart. <coughs> Excuse you. Excuse me. <laughs> Sean Lee, Jan Smith, LVE, Lou Gifford, Joe Thomas. From that, so that's that's what I had coming in the camp, and, and I really I think that's how it's going to shape out. What, what what do you think, Mike? I think I think that's a great I think that's a great linebacker. Uh, you know, piece to your fifty five man <coughs> roster. Uh, you know, Joe Joe Thomas can play special teams, right? Because that's Luke Gifford could play special teams. Francis Menard can play anywhere you ask him at the linebacker or in special teams, right? So you want, you know, Bones Foster really wants to protect themselves on that special teams level. And this linebacker core, you have your starters and you have your special teamers that can make plays on both sides of the ball. I think, I think that linebacker core right there is really a six-headed monster. Yeah, so that's a very good look there. And I think uh, that's what it's going to shape up to be, guys. Let me know what you guys think in the comments. Do you think they go six deep? And do you think this will be the six? Let me know in the comments. Let us know. All right. Let us know, guys. So let's go on to the next position. And that's going to be our DBs, everybody. So let's take a look at this. And now we're going to take a look at uh, this player here is making some, some noise here. And, and we're talking no other than Trevon Diggs. Projected winner. Now, I have him making the, the, the team, obviously. Now, do I have him as a starter? Not quite, Mike, but I do have him as making this this uh, list, and he's getting a lot of buzz, you know, him and C.D. Lamb. So what's your thoughts here on this guy right here? Well, he's taking advantage of opportunities, right? Because I, I just talked about how rookies don't get that many snaps anyway, right? Jordan Lewis went down with an apparent ankle injury, and – Trayvon Diggs is getting more reps than he was just two weeks ago when all this thing uh, first started, right? And he, he's taking advantage of all opportunities. He's turning his head to the ball. I've, I've never seen a Cowboys corner in the past five years turn and look for a football. Never seen it, right? And he's bringing that. Cheeto's bringing that too. And uh, Trayvon Diggs, you know, his, his brother Stefan, wide receiver, he was a wide receiver too, so he could kind of figure out motions of wide receiver and how they're getting upfield and cutting and breaking, right? So he has an upper hand on some of these lower tier wide receivers, right? And uh, he'll probably have, uh, you know, his hands full with DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, if Megatron was still in the league and Julio Jones, right? So, but he's taking advantage of opportunities and he's not just playing corner one, corner two. He's playing, he's playing in the slot corner two and he's manhandling our tight ends in coverage. Yeah, it's like you said, he's actually turning his head, you know, and we saw Cheeto do that. So I, I remember I saw you tweet that our cornerbacks are actually turning around and, and making plays on the ball, right? It's not so much their back is towards the ball and they're trying to guess where the ball is going. So I love that, man. It has it's been a long time since we've had these cornerbacks actually attack the ball, right? That's what you want. That's what you want. Well, I mean, we've been screaming for interceptions. <laughs> 
for turnovers. We've, we've been trying to get this thing going for a long time, and they're bringing in cover corners. They're bringing in very intelligent corners to go in here and really put money where their mouth is on turnovers. Sorry about that. I was on mute there. <laughs> Mike, go ahead and was... break down break down these 10. Obviously, Maurice Kennedy is not on uh, the roster. He opted out. So, you know, who fills that 10th spot? You know, the Cowboys carried uh, 10 DBs last year, combination of corners and safeties. So what's your thought on these 10 here, Mike? And uh, any surprises? No, not at all. I mean, Anthony Brown was really making um, – you know, opportunities happen too, but you know, who, who is going to replace Maurice Kennedy, you know, that special teams guy, cause that, that's exactly what he was. And, um, you know, that position's open and I don't want to hear Earl Thomas, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, that position's open for that 10th spot and I can see of just for the simple fact of special teams and, uh, you know, coverage and things of that sort. Um, but I, I, do you have Reggie Robinson in here? Yeah, you do. Okay, number five, Reggie Robinson right there. Yeah, so, I mean, it's wide open. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, it's uh, it, it'll be interesting. You know, I honestly Worley. don't think. Yeah, uh, yeah, Worley. yeah, Worley, he'll be in there. So, I think you you you, you switch out Kennedy for Worley. Um, so, yeah, Worley, I think they like his flexibility. He's got that size. You can bounce him, you know, into safety if you want to. Uh, but he's physical, you know. He's he's started some games in this league with the, uh, you know, the Raiders, and uh, I think I believe it was the Panthers, and uh, yeah, uh, pick and pop. There, this is no, this is not in any kind of order from from best to to least. This is just this is just your your uh, your ten, okay? So the, let, let's get that uh, clarified there. So it's uh, I see Anthony Brown there. He may start, but Trayvon Diggs, Mike, he's just looking the part. That's why I have him as projected winner. And he could be projected winner as far as your day one starter against the Rams. So um, is that out of the realm of reality, Mike? Or do you think if they're still going to roll out Anthony Brown there or or, or Worley? I think you're going to go with Anthony Brown. Worley's on a one-year deal. Anthony Brown just signed uh, that that low, cheap you know extension, right? So you got years invested uh, more in Anthony Brown. So you want to know what you've got in your investment. Um, and, I, and I think Anthony Brown will go before Worley, but it's Anthony Brown's spot to lose, Joe. Yeah, I agree with you there. So let's move on to the wide receivers, okay? Let's take a look at this, everybody. And uh, if, if you like this content, hit like, everybody. We do appreciate you checking out the content. Hit like on the video if you would, please. Uh, let's take a look at this. All right. Th this is this is just this pumps me up, man. And we're talking about uh, CeeDee Lamb. Projected winner, making the roster. I also have him projected starter. Okay. Slot. You can move him on the outside. What's your thoughts here on CeeDee Lamb, Mike? 
Love it. Love it, right? <clears throat> Randall Cobb gave us a piece last year of what that position can do, and he set it up perfectly for CD, TD to come in here and, and, and take advantage. I think the guy had three touchdowns today in practice. The game's not too big for him. He's, lear he's learning terminology. He's probably learning blocking assignments. Um, they got him playing everywhere, X, Y, slot, you name it. it the CD Lamb is playing everywhere, and it's just that extra piece for Dak Prescott. And I'm telling you right now, Amari Cooper said it first, three 1,000-yard receivers. I can't see why that don't happen, Joe. Absolutely, man. I think it, I think it is possible. Um, and you know, the, the options that you're going to have on offense, this is like a can, this is like, you know, a kid in a candy store for Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore, right? You're talking about Amari <laughs> Cooper. You can move him in if you want, you can bounce out a uh, CD lamb and they're going to do that. You know, they asked, they asked Amari Cooper this question and he said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I want them to do that. I want them to move us around and make us unpredictable. Right. So coming yeah. from, for coming from Amari Cooper, you see the humbleness, the ability to, to share the wealth and, 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 you know, become very prolific. Like we said, if you want to make that magical run, you need, you need some of that magic. You need it on offense, high potent, prolific offense or a dominating defense. Everybody. I think we have the opportunity to have both Mike. That's what you want though. You, 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 and then of course you got Zeke Elliott there too. Right. So you got, you got balance on offense. Like I, I like the Chiefs' offense is very explosive, right? But they don't have that balance, I don't think. And now you got Zeke, and you got this three-headed wide receiving core with CD Lamb involved in it. I think this offense can was number one last year, and I don't see how they lose that number one spot. Absolutely. The other receiver here that we're going to talk about that I think uh, has clinched himself a roster spot, Mike. Is gonna be this player right here, baby. Uh, one that, that that I didn't really think was in the mix, but wow, wow, this guy's making waves and uh, you know quickly moving up, moving up the depth chart. And we're talking no, we're talking about no one, but this guy right here, Cedric Wilson. All right, so Cedric Wilson, Mike, I have him a projected winner as far as making the team. I also have him projected. As that number four receiver, now I think the battle begins and ends there after him. Okay, so let me know what, what what's your thoughts here on uh, Cedric Wilson? Do you think that he does make the team? Where where do you like him on this roster right now? I, I like him at number four, Joe. I I really do. I like I like him at number four. The only thing that's pegged this guy is injuries. The, we know the talent's there, and and if he could stay healthy. He has to stay healthy, and he's like I, I, you know, I talked about Tristan Hill taking advantage of opportunities, right? Uh, Trayvon Diggs taking advantage of opportunity. This guy, four and five is wide open. He's taking advantage of opportunities, but the only thing that can stop Cedric Wilson is health. That's it, Joe. I like I like him at number four. I want him at number four, but it, he has to stay healthy. That's true. That is straight up facts. I totally agree with you. It is health. Uh, he's had the injury bug. Okay, so but if he can stay healthy, um, you know, I think I think he's well on course to be a very important part of this offense. Not not only in the offense, but they're kind of looking at him in the return game. 
uh, punt returns, return game. So Cedric Wilson gives Fossil a little bit of that uh, flexibility as far as, you know, having a gunner, having a return guy, having somebody that can be out there. But, yeah, you're right on, man. Uh, the injuries, that is a concern. You know, if you play a special teams and if he's out there, he's going to have to be durable. Now, Amari Cooper did come out and say that, you know, when they had that uh, that wide receiver summit there at Dak Prescott's house working out, that he knows that he looked bigger, he looked stronger, he looked faster. Uh, and, you know, they didn't, he, they didn't say that about him last year. So for Amari Cooper to come out there and, and speak like that about Cedric Wilson kind of makes it seem like he really wants to take that next leap, Mike. Yeah, and, you know, he, he wants to. He was a part of being at Dak's house practicing on Dak's uh, 50-yard football field, right? So, I mean, he, he's, he's learning this playbook. He's taking advantage of that uh, of those reps that he's that he's getting, and uh, you know he's been putting in work with the veterans on this football field, learning this new offense, and uh, he he's looking good. I can't lie, Cedric Wilson is looking really nice out there, Joe. What's your thoughts on the number five now, Mike? Who's that number five receiver? You know, I, I John, John Vea Johnson is, is somebody that uh, that I, I you know was my pet cat. Um, I, I think injuries plugged him too. Um, but you know, I like to see Devin Smith there, you know, and, uh, because Devin Smith, what was he a former second round pick with the jets and injuries been plugging him too. Um, but you know, he had one good, uh, score against the Washington Redskins, I think week two or three, whatever it was. Um, but I, it's a toss up for Johnson and Devin Smith. Yeah, so guys, what we're looking at here is my pre-camp projection. Okay, this is not so much what we, what I'm what we're looking at right now. So pre-camp, I had Cooper, Gallup, Lamb. I did have Smith as my number four because I thought you know with the the veteran and the experience, you know that that deep threat option that he was going to lock up that fourth position. We're not seeing that so much, you know. So I do have Cedric Wilson leapfrogging these guys, taking that number four spot, Mike. So that fifth wide receiver spot, everybody, let us know in the comments. Let us know in the chat box. Who's that number five wide receiver? Is it going to be Bentel Bryant, Aaron Parker, hey, or John Vay Johnson? Bryant, Bentel Bryant, he could play special teams. And uh, I think he had a touchdown against the Giants, if I'm not mistaken, on, on a slant from the slot. And, uh, you know, he's, he made a lot of tackles on special teams last year. If they go six, Devin Smith might be out. Devin Smith could be out, and if they go five, Devin Smith could be. If they go six, I don't see why you can't keep those players like we just talked about. But Bryant, huge special teams addition. And the ship has sailed on Noah Brown, right? I mean, not yeah. getting it, not getting any recognition, not doing anything out there. You don't see any. You don't. You just don't see his name. And the, the you know, like we said before, there aren't enough reps, and you're seeing the battle play out. Okay, you and I talked about Vintel Bryant. You know, coming on at the end of the year on special teams, could he be that ace for, for Fossil, right? And mm -hmm. you, you know, can he can he back you up? So I think that uh, that fifth wide receiver spot, that's going to be the, the the final battle there, right? So and it's going to be a fun one. And you know, this weekend we do have that blue white scrimmage, guys. The, Sunday, know, all the marbles, baby. They're on the table. They're playing for all the marbles. These these last guys trying to catch these last roster spots. They got to show up, man. They got to show up. Who's it going to be? Let us know in the comments, guys. Do you have John Vay Johnson possibly sneaking in there with the speed and making plays? 
Or is he going to be the guy that's, that he's been the last couple seasons? You know, a camp all-star, fails to show up when the lights turn on. Is he going to be that? You know, uh, does Ventel Bryant make that leap? Aaron Parker, the undrafted rookie, uh, looked good early on. We haven't heard uh, much more on him since then, Mike. But uh, I think the, the battle there is going gonna, is gonna to be something special. I, I, it's going to be fun to watch, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Cedric Wilson, he's taking advantage of that number four. So five, six, it's a battle, and that's what you want. You want competition. We've been talking about it on this Frisco report. Don't settle. Do not settle. They need to go out there and bring in some comp, and I think they really did that. You don't want to settle, right? You you always want to improve this roster so you can come onto the field and hit these NFC chumps in the mouth with all your force with the elbows baby knock them out and if they try to get up knock them down again i feel like our defense is gonna be that they're just gonna maul you all four quarters and the offense mike they're gonna put so much pressure on the opposing defenses right how are they gonna stop us i mean not to get full of ourselves and obviously you know you, you still gotta play these games man but you gotta like what the Cowboys are doing right now, right? The 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 only thing that they can re- is what's hurting us is you got Cam Irving out, you got Lael Collins hurt, you got Tyron Smith, you know, hurt too. So I mean, mm. the only the weakest link right now is our offensive line. Yeah, and yeah, and if you put pressure on Dak, I mean, that's what we want to do as a defense, right? Put pressure on quarterbacks. Look at our front seven. That can just happen to us just like that. And what we could be talking about to these players get healthy is all dishwasher, dishwasher water. You know what I'm saying? But this offensive line has to get healthy because they hold everything together. That's what it is, man. Let us know what you guys think in the comments, okay? Who do you have there as that that X factor? All right. Uh, We're going to move on towards the tight ends, Mike. There's not much battling going on here, but it is something that we're going to talk about and – we're going to talk about these guys right here, okay? So this was my my uh, pre-camp projection. Blake Jarwin, Blake Bell, Dalton Schultz, all right? Uh, in my opinion, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a, a big mix-up of a, a change here. It looks like it's going to be these three guys. You know, I know a lot of people like Charlie T. And, uh, you know, so McEwen, you haven't heard anything about McEwen. I think you got a lot of good you know, practice squad candidates, which I think is really good. But, Mike, three tight ends, are these the three that, that are probably making that that team there? I think it is. And, you know, Dalton Schultz, right, I, I always talk about it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And Dalton Schultz was dropping balls left and right at the start of camp. And he's really coming on, making some great catches out there, keeping both feet in bounds. Um, he's really coming along. Now, remember, this guy was only thrown to nine times at Stanford, and he didn't drop any balls. He, he was nine for nine in his entire career at Stanford, right? And uh, he was a blocking special teams guy. But I think it's not like, again, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And this guy is really coming on strong and, and making that case for that third wide receiver spot. And I, I like Dalton Schultz coming out. I remember when there was talks about Rico Gathers or Dalton Schultz, right? And Dalton Schultz is still here. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I, I really like him. Blake Bell, 
Blake Bell, uh, the bulldozer, fullback, right? Jamisa Wally opted out. So Blake Bell's a huge piece to your blocking for your running back. And maybe with the injured offensive line, right? So huge addition. And then obviously Blake Jarwin destroying up middles, right? Maybe you might see some old-fashioned Y option in there. A lot of post routes, like a Zach Ertz-esque route tree. Yeah. Um, I can see that happening, Joe. Yeah, for sure, man. So Blake Jarwin, the red zone threat, right? They're, they're, he's looking good in the practice seven-on-sevens, these types of things, being the, a solid red zone target for Dak Prescott and uh, you know Andy Dalton and these guys. Uh, and Blake Bell, the belldozer, yeah, I agree. This is a guy you can line up next to Zeke as an H-back and flank him out of the backfield and uh, you know go to work. You know, short, yarded situations, this guy's going to pound you and hurt you. Okay, so... You know, a part of that prolific Kansas City uh, offense last year, there was a reason. He was able to open up some holes for those running backs. And, uh, you know, those bubble screens, they got a lot of success with a lot of that speed. Cowboys have a similar thing here with C.D. Lamb. So you get C.D. Lamb, the ball in open space on bubbles, and you got somebody like a Blake Bell blocking for him, boom, you're going to open up some seams. He's gone, baby. So, uh, Blake Bell, I think is gonna. He's probably a low key, uh, you know, addition that's really gonna pay off for us. You know, that uh, I think we need to pay attention to. Dalton Schultz probably gonna finish out his contract here, his, his rookie year contract. Uh, they're probably gonna add somebody, right? Either in twenty twenty one, they're either gonna elevate somebody from practice squad or possibly draft another tight end. So I think we're looking good there at tight end. Let's let, let's take a look at. The next position group, and that's going to be our uh, offensive line. Let's take a look at the offensive line, Mike. All right. And this this is going to get a little bit interesting because we, we are getting close to it, okay? September 5th, you got to start making cuts. September 6th, the waivers, you got to have your final roster in place for September 6th, okay? So that's next next week, right? This week is already almost done. Blue-white scrimmage. That's the make or break right there. Yeah, blue-white scrimmage is where it's going to be at, baby. And then, like, the, the next week, you're going to have some some walkthroughs, final preparation, that kind of thing. So let's take a look at the offensive line. Excuse me. Great conversation in the chat box. Appreciate it. Make sure you hit like on this video, everybody. It helps out the channel immensely. Can't do it without you checking out the Frisco Report with Cowboys Corner and myself. So, Mike, let's take a look at this. Like I said, guys, this is my pre-camp projection. All right, so let's take a look at this, Mike. Tyron Smith, McGovern, I had him projected as the left guard, okay? Now mm. now we're, we're starting to see that uh, Connor Williams is looking the part, all right? He's looking like that's going to be the left guard. Looks like they're going to go with him. The veteran uh, experience looks like it is going to be, you know, Connor Williams, and Connor McGovern is going to possibly settle for a swing guard and depth. You know, he can he can give you depth at center as well. Joe Looney, how did him as the center, Mike? Uh, Zach Martin, right guard. Right tackle, Lyle Collins, Mike. Let's talk a little bit about Lyle Collins there. Right tackle came in here out of shape. Some reports are saying very out of shape. So what is your thoughts? Are you disappointed that Lyle Collins showed up in this condition? I am. I am, right? Because – you got you got players taking this stuff seriously, right? Dak Prescott built a football field in his backyard. Players are going there working out, staying up and top on 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 conditioning and health and eating habits and etc. 
there's there's no room for this. And unfortunately, he got in the car wreck too. I don't know if that set him behind also, but you know, Lyle Collins coming in here, really taking this big turd that he took. It, it's it's not, and he just got that extension. It's not looking good. Yeah, no, it it is, man. It really is. We can't you can't sugarcoat this and say, oh, he's gonna be okay and this and that. This is not a good look. You know, you got a new staff in here. Everybody else was able to show up. So what the heck's going on there? So uh, for his part, hopefully he he can get ready. You know, I'm you know the people that said that he was very out of shape. It's you kind of think that maybe that is the case because he's still working himself back. He's not ready yet, and and here we are. We're already about you know they're running out of time here. So. Is he going to be ready? Is he going to be there against the Rams, Mike, as your right tackle? Yeah. You know, it. it there, there's in shape, which he's trying to get into, and then there's football shape. Football shape, right? Yeah. yeah. And September 13th is knocking on the door. And uh, if he ain't ready, I, I don't want Mitch Hyatt in there. Are you kidding me? Tank Lawrence is eating him up and spitting him out. It, yeah. It's and 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 Cam Irving, I, he needs to hurry up and get healthy. I I don't know a lot about the guy except him being a Brown, a Cleveland Brown. But you know, I, I Mitch Hyatt looks like Chaz Green Jr. over there. Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting deal, and honestly, I, I I wonder, just thinking out loud, if it's not Brandon Knight, you know, because I think he might end up ultimately being that swing tackle. If he's not, if he's not the guy. Do they look at our boy Connor McGovern? He has played all positions on the offensive line there, uh, you know, going back from high school and Penn State. So, you know, do do they dig into the bag there, deep of tricks there, and, and take a look at McGovern at right tackle? I'm interested to see. They if, need to do that now. Yeah, they, they, they give need to start a, doing that now. Yeah, they give him a peek. So we'll see what happens there. I think Brandon Knight ultimately is still the guy there. Hopefully Lyle Collins is – can get in there, man, because uh, that uh, that Rams defense is not to be slept on. You you have a Ooh. lot of uh, – you, obviously, you got a double team sometimes, Aaron Donald, and uh, they've got some speed there at linebacker. So it'll be interesting to see what goes on there. Um, I'm not really marking that as an easy win right now because I think uh, we might be facing some, some issues there on offensive line. Uh, Brandon Knight, Mike, uh, offensive – Center backup Tyler Beatish looks like he's going to be, uh, you know, backing up Joe Looney for right now. But you are hearing good things about Tyler Beatish that, uh, you know, he's he's making some strides. You know, he's not not making the biggest plays, but uh, the snaps are limited and, and that kind of thing, Mike. And Cameron Irving still hasn't showed up. I wonder if he is even – I wonder if he even makes the team. I wonder if Ooh. he gets cut, right? Well, Mitch so Hyde needs to hurry up and step it up. Yeah, so Mitch Hyatt, he was uh, – Mitch Hyatt, different from Wyatt. So Mitch Hyatt was the Clemson offensive tackle that they that the Cowboys had to elevate from the practice squad because on the final – you know, at, at the end of the year, teams were trying to poach him off the Cowboys team. So former offensive tackle for the Clemson Tigers, Mitch Hyatt, they, they elevated him from practice squad. You haven't heard too much about him. You know, and it, it does look like more that they're giving these uh, options to Wyatt. And Wyatt, like you said, is, is getting his lunch ate up. So as, as far as where we're looking at here for your offensive line, Mike, I almost feel that uh, if Cameron Irvin's not ready, you got to dump him and, and pick somebody up on waivers, I would think. So what's your thoughts on 
on uh, possibly adding another body here. Well, if they're going to do that, you need to do that now. Zach Martin, he's the best in the game. If you're going to put somebody to the right of them, they need to start building that chemistry now. And, I, and like now, Joe, and uh, and you talked about McGovern sliding over there. If they're going to do that, it's time to do it now because Zach Martin, that communication piece, that guy needs to understand what this best right guard in football is talking about and go and help Dak Prescott throw to these guys. That offensive line right now is the weakest link. Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. Let's go ahead and, and cover running backs. Um, we're going to take a look at my pre-camp depth chart, all right? And this does kind of match what we're hearing uh, coming out of uh, out of training camp right now, Mike. So let's take a look at this. So my pre-camp evaluation, I had Ezekiel Elliott making the team, Tony Pollard, Rico Dowdle, and Shea Ola Nelua. All right. Let's try to say that three times in a row. No. Impossible. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, Mike, so looking at this list here, right? So this this is my pre-camp, uh, you know, projection. We are hearing that uh, Rico Dowdle is, is looking pretty good out there. You know, he's, his feet are good. Uh, he, he's elusive, playing with power. And uh, he's got some size to him. So uh, in Dane Brugler's draft guide, when I broke him down, you know, as far as a, a little brief break on our uh, undrafted players, Rico Dowdle, Dane Brugler said that he could stick with the team if he's able to get over his injuries. Rico Dowdle, that's his thing. Everything else is, on, is, is, is good. Everything else is, is really good. So if you got uh, this guy going in here and uh, without injuries, I think you're good. Uh, no Anderson. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't have Jed Anderson in here, man, unless he makes a play there for uh special teams, Rico Dottles out playing him. That, that's just the facts of it right now. Uh, yeah. Shea is the fullback. So I got Shea as a fullback. Mike, what's your thoughts here? Do they even go four deep or do they go three? Cause in the last couple of seasons, it, it has been three. It's been Zeke Pollard and a fullback. So I'm actually giving an extra roster spot here. You know, somebody that, that you might be able to elevate to the 55-man roster with Rico Dowdle. So what's your thoughts on running backs, Mike? Well, I, I think in order to carry to carry four, you can only carry two quarterbacks. I get it. It's 55, but, you know, there's a lot of talent on defense you don't want to let slip away too. So, you know, Rico, I, I think you could put him at the practice squad and, 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 and you know, kind of stash him. Because what's good about – the only really good thing about not having preseason games is you don't have other teams – that have film to study on, on how they're learning NFL football, right? So you can stash Rico on the practice squad and bring him in, you know, God forbid an injury or something to, to 21 or 20, right? But I, I think they go through two running backs and a fullback, and they can bring Ben DiNucci into that quarterback spot. Yeah, yeah. And then that's what we're going to break down next. We're going to take a look at T. The quarterbacks, right? And so this is the last position group. We'll, and after this, we'll take comments and questions. Guys, appreciate everybody that has joined here live. Everybody in the chat box, appreciate your commentary. Uh, agree or disagree, we do appreciate you guys without a doubt. Absolutely. You know, can't be here without you guys. So keep it going in the chat box. We do see the comments and we'll get to the questions here in just a moment. But for right now, let's break this down, Mike. So I do have my pre roster, my pre camp projection. Prescott, Dal uh, Dalton, and Ben DiNucci, Mike. And, and you, you just mentioned DiNucci there. 
possibly carrying that third quarterback. What's your thoughts on what you're hearing in camp? And what's your thoughts on Nucci? You know, I, I, I'm hearing uh, Dak Prescott, Andy Dalton really going neck for neck on some really great throws. And, and, and Ben Dinucci coming along. You, you know, if you watch training, uh, training camp live today on DallasCowboy.com, you, you'll see a, a lot of good, accurate throws in the middle uh, to a few wide receivers and tight ends there. And, uh, you know, Ben Dinucci, you know, he's a project. Seventh-round quarterback. Um, you know, he, he met Mike McCarthy on an elevator before, and, you know, that's how they known each other, both from Pittsburgh. But um, I like it. You know, you got to develop somebody. Andy Dalton's here on a one-year deal. Get Ben DiNucci developed uh, to back up Dak Prescott. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, they do like DiNucci. They, um, he's actually showing a very uh, active arm, and they like his wheels. You know, he's he's uh, he's made some plays. You know, running the ball with some of the uh, spread option. So I, I think that to you know, if if you get in trouble and you want to execute, you know your your game plan, I think Danucci would be able to execute it. Obviously, they wouldn't go with him. You know, it, it would be Dalton. But, uh, you know, I think the future could could look good. You know, it could look good for, for Danucci. You know, they, they do have Dalton on, on a short-term deal. It's a one-year deal, right, Mike, on Dalton? Yeah, one-year deal. Yeah, so Dalton's on a one-year rental. You know, he's going to try to, uh, you know, possibly go somewhere. Now, he is local. You know, he is, he is a TCU Horned Frog, so – Maybe he wants to finish out here in Dallas and he'll re-up for a couple of years and be Dak's, you know, backup. So we'll keep an eye on that. But, I, uh, you know, McCarthy spoke very highly of Danucci here uh, during camp. He's uh, He has a little bit of a connection with him. You have to believe that, you know, they're going to want to keep continuing to cultivate that relationship. Right, Mike? So Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, so there we are, guys. We got a lot of projected winners as far as making the roster. You know, really, we, we covered the guys that are really making a lot of noise. You know, Everson Griffin, you know, he's playing, he's, he's doing this thing, man. Everson Griffin's looking the part. You know, he's, he's, he's looking that part. So you got to love that. All right. Yeah. Guys, let us know what you think in the comments here. Who do you have on the bubble? Who do you think makes the team? Anybody like that? Any questions in the comment box? We'll go ahead and start taking them now. Let's see what we got here going on here, Mike. Let's check it out. I uh, do appreciate the uh, Super Chats. Tavis Banks, appreciate you. Uh, let's see what he what he says here. All these free safeties and no strongs. That's a problem, too, and outside linebacker as well with the future 3-4 hybrid. Yeah, so I think that's something that they're trying to figure out, right? I think that's why they kind of had some of these uh, conversations about Earl Thomas. Um, but we'll see where let's see let's see where they fall on that. You know, supposedly Jerry Jones said that uh, it is his decision, not Ian Rappaport's. Um, but we'll see what happens there. But uh, I I heard yeah. something about Reggie Robinson going over there to safety. Do, do you know what side? I, I guess I I only got like a hint of it. You, have you heard that, Joe? <laughs> no, I have not heard that. Uh, if it were my guess, it's probably free. Uh, he's more of a ball hawk. You know, and that's more of his uh, last year. Uh, you know, outside of last season, he he wasn't really uh, getting um, interceptions. This last season, he had like uh, three or four or something like that. He had a lot of them, so really came on strong there. And uh, he's in the mix, so that that wouldn't surprise me one bit. You know, to to take a look at him there. Let's see what you got here. 
All right, who is this negative Nancy over here? Let's get let's get this person out of here. You're annoying. Uh, <laughs> let's see what we got here. Let's go to Wallace, uh, West Dallas boy. Lower subscriber, do appreciate you, bro. Joe, if the season started Sunday, are you good with the current roster? What signing cuts would you make? Okay. If the season started today, I'm worried about offensive line first and foremost. Okay. Yeah. Lyle's not ready. Okay. Is and then and if he does get ready, are we talking soft tissues, right? Because we're yeah. gonna see a lot of this during the season. Players that are not in football shape, and he's not. He's not even in shape, let, let alone football shape. So I'm really worried about that. No, no we can't sugarcoat it. You know, you, we, as fans, we can't say, oh no, he's gonna be okay. You gotta you gotta be careful with that. So I wouldn't mind getting some more depth there, man. You know, um, especially if we're not so sure about Brandon Knight. Or uh, they uh, that other option, Mike. Uh, what's your thought? What what, what would you want to look at, Mike? Yeah, I, I would I would look at the offensive line. You know, I, I I just called Mitch Hyatt, Chaz Green Jr. Oh my goodness, and uh, <laughs> that's, that's just that's very scary, right? And uh, you know, but I trust Joe Philbin, the offensive line coach, and Mike McCarthy not to make that set, not let Dak Prescott get sacked six times. And you and then you pull them in the fourth quarter with three minutes left of the football game. You know they're going to find solutions, like you said, McGovern there. But the offensive line that that that's what I would try to piece together and see who don't make what team and, and start claiming players on waivers uh, when they start cutting things down next week. Yeah, that's that's what's going to happen. And don't be surprised if they do make a trade. And it is maybe not necessarily offensive line, but. You know, some teams do this, you know, instead of battling out for a, a waiver person, they might just throw a late round pick and go ahead and, and pick that person up rather than having to battle the other 31 teams for a waiver person. Right. So you might see that. We'll see what happens. We know that the Cowboys did add this other offensive tackle. Not any good either. Unfortunately, um, he, he's he's not going to he's not going to cut it. either. <laughs> uh, I like this one here. Luca to play offensive line, man, I wouldn't even doubt it if he could do it. Luca is just an unstoppable beast for the Mavericks. I love him. I think he's one of your true superstars in the NBA. So love that. Uh, Randberg, Sean Lee should be on the bubble. I, I do agree with this. You know, I, I do think that uh, he could be one of these surprise cuts. You know, you talk about Mike, who could be a surprise cut. Um, I wouldn't doubt it, man. At this point. You know, what do you think, Mike? Hey, it's a new coaching staff. You know, they they asked Sean Lee to come back, so I, I kind of don't see that uh, unless he, like, really, really had, like, a bad camp and he stayed hurt the entire offseason. Uh, then I could see it. But, I mean, they asked him to come back. Uh, he came back. And, uh, you know, the, the this hybrid defense, I mean, you go back and watch Sean Lee and <laughs> You know, 2011, 2012, the guy was unstoppable. He led linebackers multiple years in interception. So this type of defense is really what he excels in. That is the great point that a lot of people are forgetting about Sean Lee. He excelled in this 3-4 type of uh, of defense, you know, playing in the nickel, um, roaming around the field, making tackles. So that experience goes a long way. But it, with Sean Lee, it's, it's just been about the health, you know, yeah. They'll make plays, then you miss them. But the good thing about the Cowboys is now that you miss them, you, it doesn't cripple the defense, doesn't cripple the team uh, like it has in the past. The guru, we need Sean Lee. He has high football IQ and leadership. Yeah, no doubt. 
So that is the other aspect of this. Do they keep him more as a, a backup? Maybe he's maybe he's not the backup to these guys. Maybe it is Joe Thomas and Sean Lee is a, is a little bit demoted, you could say, uh, more of a of a uh, a player coach type of role. So we'll see. He's definitely on his final ride with the Cowboys. Mike, Izzy Prado, can you see us running multiple defenses, Mike? First down running 4-3 and coming back on second down in a 3-4 look. What's your thoughts, I can, Mike? I can see it. I mean, I can see it. Um, th- I mean, depending on the situation of the game, how many yards they need to move the sticks, um, with, with the depth we just went over and projected winners and stuff, you it's a Swiss Army knife. And Mike Nolan, <laughs> if I was him, I'd be smiling ear to ear because you got a lot of Swiss Army knives. You got some hell of some hell of pass rushers chasing after quarterbacks. Um, I, I can see multiple look defenses for sure. Great yeah. question. Yeah, for sure. Surprise cut. I, I think it. I think it. You know, could be Sean Lee, obviously. Uh, Donnell Jenkins, the punter, right? So, you know, we kind of talked about this last time, Mike. Could it be that uh, he's going to, you know, he's getting a little bit of the benefit of the doubt with the injury, and now you have a new coach here. Do you, Are you kind of looking at the blue-white scrimmage on uh, on Chris Jones here? If he stinks it up, they need to do something or or what? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at everybody, right, um, number one, but – Bones Fossil just interviewed on DallasCowboy.com and made a point. You know, he said when they had a cut down from 90 to 80, he picked his three special teamers, right? Uh, Zerline, Chris Jones, and LP Latisor. Those are the three guys they wanted to work together from here on out when they made 90 to 80 man roster cuts. Yeah. Chris Jones has to turn the ball over some way, form, or fashion to get off this team because Bone Fossil seen something that he liked in Chris Jones, and I'll be really surprised if it's Chris Jones leaving after what hearing what Bones Fossil just said about the special team core. Yeah, no, the one thing that, that Chris Jones does have in his bag of tricks is the trickery, right? He can he, he has he has passed the ball, and he can run the ball, he can tuck and run with the ball. He's he's got some good speed to him, so. I think that's something that really attracts Bone Fossil because uh, Fossil does like to do trickery. You know, he, he does like to do fake field goals, fake punts, these kinds of things. Couple that with Mike McCarthy having the balls to do something <laughs> instead of just instead of punting on fourth and inches. I mean, come on, how do you not go for it with Zeke Elliott on fourth and inches? Boggled my mind. All right, those days are over. <laughs> okay. More than inches, Mike McCarthy can punch that ball through. And, and, and we've seen some fake punts with Chris Jones. I mean, the guy isn't slow. Yeah. You know, he, I, and I think that's what Bone Fossil likes too. It's a great point there, Joe. Quick question here from Hoxton09, Mike. Uh, just got in. Are we signing Earl? Mike, what's your thoughts real quick on this? No. Yeah. No. And, and, I, and I'll tell you why real quick. Mike McCarthy, yeah, we heard it from Jason Garrett for nine years about the culture in the locker room. But Mike McCarthy, you look at his 10 years. I mean, the guy won a Super Bowl. He knows how to build culture. Earl Thomas is coming off a fight, really wasn't paying attention to assignments, kind of doing his own thing, lollygagging around. No, absolutely not, Joe. What you think? 
No, not. Um, if um, I mentioned this earlier, if we do sign him, good. If we don't, I'm fine with it. So that's really where I'm at with it. I'm I'm not right now. Like maybe like two seasons ago, where I was like, yeah, man, let's do it, let's do it. Um, I, I like where we're in, we're in. I think the defense is in is in good shape right now. So, um, you know, if they bring him on, that's good. If not, I'm I'm good with it. So we'll see what happens there. Something to keep an eye on. Keep the questions coming, guys. We're trying to get through these as much as we can. Uh, DeGuru asked later or when we first started take, uh, taking questions, how many players can you have on this year's practice squad? 16 players this year. That's pretty good. Make sure. Yeah, that, that's pretty deep, 16 players. And then, yes, it is a 55-man roster this year. No. Milton Green, Mike McCarthy said he likes what Jordan Lewis is doing. Yeah, that's definitely good news. It's unfortunate that he got dinged up. Um, obviously, he will make the team and he'll be in the mix, and I'm sure he's going to contribute once he's uh, back up and running. So th that'll be good to have Jordan Lewis back in the mix for sure. Who will lead the team in INTs? That's coming from uh, Izzy. What do you think, Joe? Who will lead... Who will lead this defense in interceptions? Uh, who will lead this defense in interceptions? Okay. It's going to have to be – I think I think I'm going to go with uh, Xavier Woods. I think he'll he'll show up and uh, grab some of these some of these interceptions. Um, and I, I'm going to go with with him. I'm gonna, I'm going to say I'm going to say five Xavier Woods. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with five two, but I'm gonna go with Cheeto Bay Awuzie with five picks, um, just because he I mean, he did it at Colorado, and uh, new coaching staff, new scheme, new technique. I'm gonna go with Cheeto, but I love your pick on Xavier Woods. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, uh, Mauricio Salazar. How do you guys feel about linebackers? Injury prone with Lee LVE and Jalen need depth after them insurance policy. Um, yeah, we, yeah. Go go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Yeah, we just we just talked about this uh, earlier in the, in the show. We talked about Francis Bernard, right? Joe Thomas, these guys. Um, I, I'm 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 happy with that depth. Uh, Luke Gifford coming in, you know, but you know, I I don't want to settle. So you know, depth. Injury depth, potential injury depth is 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 a concern, Joe. And uh, but I like what Francis Bernard is bringing to the team. You know, Sean Lee, his health history, stuff like that. Joe Thomas, he you know the guy can can play too. He's very familiar with Mike McCarthy. Um, we got him from the Packers. So uh, yes, there is some concern, but as long as the linebackers can stay healthy, I don't see a concern, Joe. What you thinking? Yeah, I um. Yeah, I, I think they're good there. Um, obviously, you're going to have to see more from Leighton Vanderish, and we're really not going to see until the regular season when he does get his bell rung uh, before we know. Okay, so now if he does come up again with a stinger again, you're in trouble, all right, because you, yeah. can't, you can't sugarcoat that. If he gets a stinger again, uh, you're going to have to look, you know, to 2021. You can't mess with that. Yeah, you got to have a strong uh, linebacker core, uh, Jalen Smith works well with him, but if he's not there, if he's not helping you, uh, we'll see, though. 
let's stay positive here. LVE looking good right now in practice, looking strong, looking powerful, making play. He laid out uh, Tony Pollard here in practice, so he already kind of tested his uh, his body making that big play on Tony Pollard. If you missed that, go check that out on DallasCowboys.com. Uh, laid out Tony Pollard with a big hit, so that, that's definitely good news there for sure, Mike. Thanks for the question, that, guys. Very, yeah, that, that, that's good to see too because confidence – I don't think he played with much confidence last year before they sidelined him. Um, but it's good that he's playing with some confidence. I mean, he's the leader of this defense. He, he's calling the place. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Randberg, will the scrimmage be live on the website Sunday? Yeah, they've done this in the previous season. So I think you can expect them to stream it again. Uh, it should be live. If it's not live, they might have it on a little bit of a delay. But uh, – you know, it's it's going to be uh, free on DallasCombos.com and uh, something to really watch. And we'll break it down here. Um, I think, Mike, we might we might have a special on Sunday afterwards. If, if you're available, we'll break available. it down. Yeah, we'll break it down, guys. So check back here uh, Sunday afterwards. The winners and losers. Who, who, uh, who really made a name for themselves? We'll break it down. So. Come back Sunday, man. We're going to stay busy here. You know, we've, we've been reporting camp news, having a great time with you guys. Great questions, great conversation in the chat box. Let's see what else we got here, Mike. Uh, <laughs> okay, here's one. That is a good point, though. Right? Oh, go ahead. No question. Randy Gregory, is it coming back this year, Mike? I'm, I'm just going to say no. Yeah, it's it's uh well it, yeah for me it's uh we'll see when we, we believe it but then remember if we start the season and we have our roster in place you have to make a roster move so then you have to have that sacrificial lamb that we also that we always talk about you know what would it would the roster be at the point where they don't want to let somebody go I, I would think if they did it would have to be one of these low end <laughs> offensive linemen okay. Uh, but you're 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 getting really deep now, especially on on the defensive line, you know. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Mauricio has a good question here. You uh, do you guys think that we will be a top ten defensive, top ten in defensive takeaways? That's the goal. Yeah, that's that's, that's the goal. goal. Yeah, that that is the goal. Will will we be that? Um, for me, I I I don't know, man. I. It's a lot of projection, but uh, I, I think we definitely have the potential to do it. You know, just because of the pressure, we're going to have a lot of batted passes, hurried passes, errant throws, um, tip passes. I mean, we should. I think we should. Top 10 is possible, man. And if you're in the top 10 with takeaways, your team should be in good shape. You should be in really good shape for the playoffs, assuming we were able to get in there, which we are all expecting Anything less than anything less than eleven wins for me will be surprising. You know, I I just don't see us losing six games with this roster, with this coach, with this talent that's loaded on here. Which six teams would beat us? We know the NFC East is going to be a battle; it always is. But uh, they're not that good. The other those other NFC East teams are not that good. But you know. Well, I don't know, Mike. What, what do you think? You think uh, what, what? What is your threshold? What would be uh, disappointing? Let, what, what would be disappointing to you? 
nine and seven, and a, you got to get double digit wins with this team. Ten yeah. and six are better. Seriously, uh, mm-hmm. nine and seven. I mean, that's basically eight and eight. I mean, that's just a wasted season. All right. And yeah, that's, uh, some, that's some Garrett numbers right there. We don't want that. <laughs> you, Ten and six are better. You know, I mean, COVID has to hit this football team real hard. Uh, this offensive line, you know, has to really be dismantled, you know, later on in the year or something for that to happen. But um, like I said earlier, I, I trust Mike McCarthy to make in-game adjustments, right? And uh, that, that's going to be key and cue for this football season for us to get 10-plus wins, Joe. Yeah, we appreciate everybody in the comments. Make sure you guys hit like on the on the video here as we're continuing to stream, continue to answer your questions. We do appreciate it. I love this comment here from Ready Red Triple D. Boy Scouts don't win championships. Yeah, that that's uh that's for sure, man. And and the, another reason why I love the hiring uh, of <laughs> Emerson Griffin. That guy has some edge to him, you know. No blinking, staring into yeah. the camera, looking like a little crazy, right? But he, uh, you got to have these edge players, like to have something to them. You know, you, you definitely can't have choir boys <laughs> on this team. You won't get anywhere. You know, so I, I like where we're at, man. Alvin Smith's got some edge to him. Everson Griffin, um, I mean, Hill, I think has a little bit of that in him. Like he he has a little bit of Jay Ratliff in him. You know, he hates the media, doesn't like to talk to the media. He's backing it up on the field. All right. So I do like that so far. Yeah. yeah. Boy Scouts don't win championships. And being good on paper doesn't win championships. They got to go out there and execute, take balls away, score touchdowns, don't miss field goals. Um, you you don't – you be better in red zone efficiencies than what they have been. They were great on third down. When we got inside the 20 last year, we, we couldn't cash it in. And uh, they, they got to be able to cash in in the red zone. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Here's a funny one here. This comes from one and done, Mike. Are you concerned with CD's skinny legs? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you know what's I got a story. All right. S- speaking of skinny legs, and, and what year was it? Two, December 11th, 2011, Cowboys versus Giants. That was Jason Pierre-Paul's rookie year when he blocked our field goal, Dan Bailey's field goal, right? Uh, the, the the game, Miles Austin lost the ball in the lights. And I was in the in the dugout, the, the Miller Lite party pass. And Orlando Scandrick was walking by. And uh, I happened to, you know, I was looking down, then looking up. Orlando Scandrick's legs was that big. <laughs> he was probably had the skinniest legs I've ever seen. So I don't think skinny legs is a concern. Yeah. I'm concerned about it. I think the, when you look at the rest of his frame, the way he's he's built, everything is, is a proportion, right? Now, if he had a big torso and the skinny legs, you know, you, you might have an issue there. But, nah, he, uh, I think he's fine. And he's still a rookie. I'm sure he'll he'll bulk up as we go. You know, you, you look at somebody like a DeAndre Hopkins when he came into the league, similar build. Now you look at uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, in the league now. Bigger hamstrings, calves. He look. He looks a little bit more built, right? Um, yeah. And CD Lamb kind of models his game after Nuke, so uh, I'm I'm not worried about it. I think uh, I think we're fine there, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, don't worry about legs. Don't worry about chicken legs. Yeah. Chickens run fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I ain't, I ain't worried about it, man. He's making those plays. <laughs> That's all that matters to me. You know what I mean? 
Absolutely. That's what it, that, that's what it boils down to. Chicken legs or no chicken legs? Make plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Al, not impressed with Dix, right? So Clinton Dix was hopeful, but what do we do if we cut Dix? Would he be a surprise cut to you, Mike? Uh, no, I wouldn't say so. I mean, he's trying to find, you know, his groove. He was with what? The Packers, the Redskins, Chicago. Now he's with the Cowboys. Um, I, I, it wouldn't be a surprise cut to me. If you cut him today, it's $2.5 million on the, on the books that you still got to pay him for the rest of the year. But that means, that means Joe, that Darian Thompson, um, Donovan Wilson, these guys pushed him out, and that's what you want. Yeah, no, that that that's right on what it is. You know, it's uh, it, it is a short term deal. It's not something that cripples you. They've done this uh, in the past with with some other safeties. You know, or that had some name recognition came in here and didn't even make the team. So it wouldn't surprise me. Um, it would be disappointing. You know, he is a former high pick for the Packers, and McCarthy has a working relationship with him. So. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Darian Thompson, you know, suppose he's playing better. He's definitely not the long-term answer for me. Neither of those two guys are. So at some point, you got to figure that thing out. You know, is it going to be Donovan Wilson? Donovan Wilson, or are they just going to go with what they have right now and then get somebody in the draft? We'll see. All right, let's see what else we got here, guys. Great questions. Comments in the chat box on fire. Donald Jenkins, Donnell, when is it time to start talking Rams? Yeah, it's right around the corner. You know, it'll be here by the time you know it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, we kind of are talking about a little bit, you know, when it comes to offensive line, you know, Lyle Collins, will he be ready there? Who is going to be that that, uh, slot cornerback to cover? Cooper Cup? Let's hope it's Jordan Lewis is ready to rock and roll. If not – Yeah, you want – I want Jordan Lewis there for sure. Yeah, I want Jordan Lewis on Cooper Cup in the slot. I think he can X them out, the pressure. Because <clears throat> I'll tell you what, with, with Jared Goff, he has his favorites. And Cooper Cup, without him, is just not as good. He's not as good. If you can take him out of his game, you're in good shape. They do have a decent uh, tight end as well. I'm not really worried about that because I think the pressure is going to be the the factor in this defense, you know. If you can't, if you don't have enough time to complete the passes, you're already off to a good start. I'm, I'm hoping that's what we're all hoping, right? This new, this new look defense is going to get it done. That's what you want. That's what you want. That's what you want for sure, bro. Why don't we give Donovan Wilson a shot? Not, you know, they are giving him a look. You know, he, yeah. he, got, he got he got some pretty good praise here early on in camp. So let's not sleep on him. Excuse me. The skeptical fan. Appreciate it. Appreciate the uh, super chat there. Go Cowboys. Thank you very much, sir. Absolutely. Do appreciate that. Looking forward to the blue-white game Sunday. The Guru. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. We will be back here uh, live after that, and we'll break that down, and you know, we'll, we'll take a look at the, the highs and lows, who stood out, who's making a really push for the, these final spots, because I think – I really do think that this is going to be a big, uh, a big game for these uh, perimeter players that are on the bubble. They got to show up in this game because this is this is your de facto preseason game, Mike. Right? That's, that's what it is. 
That's yeah, it's very important, right? And I think they're going to split it up. You know, probably have ones, twos, threes. I mean, they're going to mix it up, and mm -hmm. there, there's going to be probably a hundred cameras watching this thing, and every move, every gesture on the sideline. I mean, things players are being watched, and this is their quote unquote preseason game to go out there, go a hundred miles an hour. They've been working up to this. Hopefully, I'm hoping no injuries. Um, and uh, go out there and 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 make if you if you if you get coaches to turn their head and they're looking at you, you're probably doing something right. If they're shaking their head and looking at you, you're probably doing something wrong. And it's, you got yeah. you got to go make sure that they're turning heads and looking at you. Yeah, you definitely want to turn heads. Now, the the other thing to keep in mind here when when you ch when you check out the blue white scrimmage, it's going to be vanilla defense, vanilla offense. They're not going to show their cards to the rest of the league because everything we see the rest of the league will be seeing. So they're not going to give out, you know, these, <laughs> these plays, you know, bubble screens to, to a CD lamb or some of these trickery plays. Uh, so a lot of that will, will, will wait until the season. So I wouldn't expect too much uh, exotic defensive alignment. So if we get to the game and, and you don't see this hybrid blitzing scheme, don't, don't get turned off by it. You know, they're not going to show the cards. That's just that's just what it is, you know. Vanilla. Yeah. Very vanilla. Skeptical fan. We did talk about this. You think Lyle will be ready for week one? Uh, hopefully. And, but, the, but the big question is, what will the football shape be? With? Is he going to alternate with somebody? You know? Is he going to play in the blue-white scrimmage? I, I'm, I'm curious to see where he's going to be at, you know. I don't even know it. You can't you can't alternate him with some not during a game. Yeah, that that's was, true. Yeah, He's gonna, you got to have some continuity. Yeah, you're right about that. So, yeah, just just not not a good look for him, bro. And not to be negative, but I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, he he's he one did it of the, to himself. He, I mean, okay, if it would have been Zeke, people would have been all over Zeke. Zeke showing yep. up here out of shape. You see the gut? Where's the six pack? Leo Collins, you can't give him a pass, bro. Right. And I'm not I'm not talking about you, skeptical fan. I'm just talking about people in general. You can't give Lyle a pass here. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> you got an extension. Let's rock and roll, baby. Let's go, Lyle. Let's go. You, you got to take this stuff seriously. You know, when I was talking about eating Baconators, I wasn't <laughs> talking about the offensive line. I was talking about <laughs> our defensive line. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Here's a good question here. We kind of touched on this blue silver mic. Do you think Diggs will start week one? Mm. Yeah, I mean, you, you, he's your second round draft pick, and they they had a first overall grade on him. I don't, I don't, and he's taking advantage of those opportunities. And I mean, he's playing slot, he's playing outside, he's playing a lot of places. And I don't see why he wouldn't be starting. You know, Cheeto, Diggs, Jordan Lou, man, that that that's that's a nasty corner combo. Now, for me, I think where he might have a better shot to start is if Jay Lou's not ready and you got to move down uh, Anthony Brown to the slot where he's played a lot of slot before, and then you got to put Worley or somebody out there, right? The thing about starting him week one, you're going to know Sean McVay is going to go after him with all his fury. So you got to be ready for it. You got to have that defense ready to rock and roll and get in Goff's face. For me, Jared Goff is the type of quarterback that you can rattle. He reminds me of somebody like a Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. Get in his face, knock him around, 
and and he'll he'll start messing up. You you can rattle Jared Goff. So and I Pow, we have the, the we, we have the defense to get that done. So I like that. So yeah, man, it, it's possible. It wouldn't shock me. It definitely wouldn't shock me. I've seen this a lot in and and a lot of people's uh, streams, whether it's ours or you know laws and late night hype and these other things. A lot of people ask about Eric Reed. He's still available. He's still a, a free agent, obviously. Former Panther, former Forty Nine er. What's your thoughts there on Eric Reed? What about him, Mike? No, yes. So we we talk about culture, and that that's why I said no to Earl Thomas because the culture aspect of it. And Eric Reed, uh, he, he has a diva persona to me, and, and it has nothing to do with kneeling or speaking up about social injustice because I 1,000% support that. Um, it's just there's a diva thing that turns me off about him, and I, I think it can cause you know some Antonio Brown issues, right? And I'm putting that in quotations in our locker room, Joe. Am I wrong? I, I just wonder. I, I want to know why. Why did they get rid of him already? Why didn't he stick it with with the Panthers? Right. I think you got to do a little bit more digging there uh, on Aaron Creed. But you know, coming out, you know, the draft and uh, there with the 49ers early in his career, he was a hell of a player. You know, no doubt about that. Can't take that away from him. His brother's looking pretty good for the Texans, so they do have they do have the pedigree, the bloodlines. But uh, I got to dig a little bit deeper on, on what's going on there with that, you know. Um, but I'm always open to improving the roster. We always we always talk about that, Mike. So don't you know? settle. Yeah, you never know. I mean, who who thought that we were going to get Alvin Smith on April Fool's Day? I didn't. I'm pretty sure a lot of other people didn't either. Cowboys have really flipped the script a little bit this season, if you will. So you never know, man. And you know what's crazy about that? We signed uh, McLean, uh, number fifty-five, Rolando McLean, on April Fool's too. I thought I thought it was a big joke, to be honest. And same thing with mm-hmm. Alden Smith. It's weird how it works out. <laughs> West Dallas boy going down the list of uh, players that were complete and utter busts. Yeah, way better than Shante Carver, Gavika Pittman, and Ebenezer Ekubon. I haven't heard those names in a very long time, but yeah. Takes me down memory lane when we couldn't buy a sack. <laughs> thank God those days are over, West Dallas boy. Yeah, thank God those days are over, bro. That's crazy. I love, I love this, man. I love when people recognize that CD Lamb is killing it at camp. This comes from Kent Rock. CD is killing it in training camp. Yeah, he he really is. He's the real Dale Holyfield, baby. So. You talk about players that have that potential to be a superstar, the next superstar for the Cowboys. I'm sold on this kid. I'm sold on C.D. Lamb being that next era of superstar for the Dallas Cowboys. I really do. He's he's really doing really good. That's what you want. That's why I got his jersey right here, baby. I, got I know, I, right here. I know, and it, I think they actually said he was the number one non-quarterback jersey selling, or maybe number one overall. Like it's it's up there. His jersey is is definitely up there. Hey, it it took me a long time to get this thing. I think the waiting list was like two months. So I believe it. Al Bernard and I making the team. Yeah, we talked about this earlier, Al. Um, yeah, we definitely feel that uh, Francis Bernard. Okay. Francis Bernard, 
All right, let me let me let me break this down again because I love this. All right, all right. <laughs> I love this. If you missed this, you gotta check this out because we did talk about this earlier, and we're talking about Francis Bernard, baby. All right, that's where I have him. You know, I have him as a projected winner, taking that that sixth spot. I think he's gonna grab that from Justin March. I really do. I'm sold on him. He's playing all over the place. He has a good nose for the ball. Violent tackler. Obviously, he's not going to chase you down because he's not the fastest linebacker. But if you have, if you know where to be, that can compensate for speed. You know, that actually makes you faster. Jimmy Johnson has talked about that. Uh, you know, some of these other coaches, you know, knowing where to be, you know, can make you faster. You play faster, right? When you know where you, where you need to be, Mike. Yeah, and it's very important, you know, exactly. You know, if you know where you are, you play fast because you know what you're doing. You're not thinking because, you know, if you're thinking and trying to play, it's really going to mess you up. So if you trust your playbook, you trust your coaches, and you go out there and, and, and play those X's, X's and O's and ace them, you're going to be really productive in this league. Yeah, absolutely. So, Al, this, that's where we fall on uh, Friends Bernard. We have him making this team. I have him clinching a – Roster spot looked really good. I think he's uh gives you good depth as well and special teams guy. So I think he checks all the boxes. Thanks for the question. Now let's see what else we got here. We got we got a lot of great comments, a lot of questions. We are trying to get to as many as we can. We'll get to a few more here. It's amazing how fast time goes by, Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it really is. But we're talking football. We're talking about something. Uh, that, that we all love, me, you, the people in the comment section that watch and subscribe to everybody that does that, that does this YouTube thing or, you know, podcast thing. It, it's incredible, you know, how, how strong and consistent Cowboy Nation is. Got a question here from Darth Terminati. Okay, I don't know if I'm saying that right or not, but Darth, is Gallup gone next year? No, he won't be gone. This is year three for Michael Gallup. He's a third round pick so he's on a four-year deal now teams can begin to negotiate after december of 2020 with these uh, third-year players that's when it that's when that window opens up so if in january if they're in the playoffs they want to extend them a deal they can but uh i would expect him to get an extension i, I think michael gallup is a player that you, that he's going to earn himself a second contract right He's just too good of a player. And I think he's the future along with, with C.D. Lamb. Now, Amari Cooper, that contract, the way they built it, it's more of a two-year extension. The Cowboys have that ejection button after 2021. Okay, so that's pretty strategic for the Cowboys, business side of it. We Very know smart. that there is, yeah, there is a business side to this deal. So, you know, there's a little bit of that window. So let's try to win some Super Bowls. And, you know, maybe they do keep, you know, Amari Cooper on on the full deal, but they do they did protect themselves there. All right. In order for Cooper to stay on that deal, he has to be consistent at home and on away. You you can't go missing at, in away games. Yeah, that 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 was a little bit of a, of a thing with him last year. Was it Sanjay Lau? Was it him just getting a little bit done with the Garrett era? <laughs> Who knows? But uh, yeah, he's he definitely got to be all in for some of these away games for sure. Do you think Worley makes the team, Mike? Yeah. 
Yeah, I can see that. You you, you need that verse that versatility uh, that Worley brings. Corner, uh, strong safety. You need that. You need that. I, I think he makes it. I'm gonna go hell yeah. Okay, so oh. stone cold. I'm, I'm gonna go hell yeah. He makes a team because uh, I, I you know they this team you know as much as we don't we didn't really like the previous administration. It does look like they're still going with these uh, these standards. I guess you could say with height. Size Worley fits those boxes. They do like his flexibility, so I think he makes it. He could, in fact, even be your day one starter. You know, depending on on how injuries with J. Lou and and uh, Anthony Brown, how, how things shake out. You know, I wouldn't put it out the realm that he could be starting opposite of uh, Cheeto there against the Rams. We'll keep an eye on that one there. But yeah, I definitely have him making the team. I will be shocked if he didn't. I'd be shocked yeah. at really team. Man, let's see what other questions we've got in here, guys. Let's see what else we got here. Great, great questions, guys. Izzy Prado really wants to go to the old school throwback jerseys. So would you want the comments to wear the throwbacks again? White helmet, throwback uniform. I love that look. Yeah, but they, they, you can't wear two different helmets in 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 the NFL anymore. So I wish I, w- I wish we can go back. I do it on Madden though. I, I put it, I put my uniforms up like that on Madden. Yeah, I think I think it's a crazy thing. Now, um, is it the helmet or is it the entire jersey that they can't do, Mike? It's it's just the helmet for safety and concussion protocol. So um, they want they they want the player to use the exact same helmet uh, through the whole entire year. Uh, because um, that's the helmet that accustomed to their for shock waves and things, and it's very hard to adjust those things with the new helmet on the fly. Yeah. All right, guys. I think we are good there. Uh, we could keep this thing going on and on forever. You guys are, are knocking it out in the chat box. Uh, thanks to everybody that joined us live. Hit like on this video if you haven't already. Make sure you subscribe to the channel here and uh if you want to hear the audio version of this it will be out on podcast make sure you hit up the uh, frisco report on podbean also on spotify so if you want to check this out we are on spotify for the audio version mike let everybody know where they can find you if they haven't already yeah absolutely thank you guys great questions great interaction absolutely love what i do cowboys corner where you can find me right here uh on youtube uh, just look for the, the 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 double C's, right? Cowboys Corner. And then underscore Cowboys Corner on Twitter, um, at underscore Cowboys Corner on Twitter. Just click on the link. It's right there. Don't forget to go to www.thefriscoreport.com, and the links to the channel is on there also. Joe, it's always been fun. Absolutely, man. I appreciate every one of you guys. Appreciate all these super chats, every all the conversation in here. Can't do this without you guys. And it's a lot of fun when we come out here and talk Cowboys. Like I said, um, I'll be here uh, during the week doing a little bit more of the post-draft breakdowns. And Mike and I will be here after the blue-white scrimmage. So make sure you hit the bell notification and get notified for that, guys. So that's it for us for the Frisco Report for Cowboys Corner and myself, Cowboys Blog. We will catch you for the next one. Peace, everybody. Peace.